I invite you to turn to the book of Matthew this morning. Matthew chapter 2. I don't know if you all are aware of it or not, but guess what? Christmas is over. Uh, it Christmas celebrating Christmas is just it, there's just nothing quite like it. Uh, the the lights and the happiness and the cheer that people have for a month it seems like almost everything is right with the world. People seem like maybe they're kinder for each other unless they're fighting for that last blender at Walmart or something. Uh, people seem to be kinder. They seem to be a little bit more patient with each other. A lot of them have smiles on their faces. And, and we spend a lot of time preparing for Christmas. You ladies, we, you cook a big meal generally. We, we get our presents all wrapped up. And, and then there it is. And now it's over. And a lot of people get depressed when Christmas is over. And I just wondered this morning, I got to thinking about Christmas being over, and, and what does God have in mind when Christmas is over? So, in Matthew chapter 2, we're going to start reading. At about verse 10. Matthew chapter 2. Actually, we'll start with verse 13. Matthew 2, 13. Now when they, and that's talking about the wise men. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I call my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young of the young child's life or dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Well, what is it that God has in mind for us when Christmas is over? And, and that's kind of the first point of today's lesson. Sooner or later, Christmas is over. Sooner or later, Christmas is over. 
So far in the Christmas story, we've seen the birth of a baby. We've seen shepherds. We've seen angels. Now we're in a house where the wise men come. We see these wise men bringing gifts and offering worship to the Lord. If we jump forward to 2021, we see people saying, keep Christ in Christmas, and we should. We see nativity scenes. I don't know this year if I haven't seen more nativity scenes than I've seen in years past. That it makes my heart happy to see that in people's yards. We send Christmas cards. We receive Christmas cards. We see decorated houses. We have Christmas dinner. We have all the gifts. There they are wrapped up under the tree. Their Christmas dinner is on the table. And you know what? No matter how long it took you to cook Christmas dinner, it's over in about 20 minutes. There's gravy on people's shirts. There's food that's been dropped on the floor. There's been conversation. And before long, you're left with leftovers and a sink full of dirty dishes. And no matter how pretty the Christmas tree looks, with all the gifts up underneath them. When you start opening the gifts about 15 minutes later, it's over. The kids are all breaking their toys. Mom and dad are putting stuff together where it says easily assembly and they find out the word easy is relative. A friend of mine said he's done something this Christmas he's never had to do before. I said, what's that? He said, read directions. The pretty wrapping paper is torn up in, in the living room floor or in the trash can. The Christmas tree recycling places are going to start getting filled up with empty Christmas trees or before long we'll be riding through the neighborhoods and the trees will be there waiting for the garbage folks to pick them up. I read a quote this week that I think is really true. There's nothing over like Christmas when it's over. When Christmas is over, Christmas is over. Well, what does God have in mind for us after Christmas? For Joseph and Mary and Jesus, Herod showed up. And can I submit to you and to me this morning that for us after Christmas, Herod shows up as well. It may be in the form of work. Those of us who've got to enjoy a few extra days off of work this week will have to go back this next week and make it all up. Work awaits us. Life issues await us. And while we enjoy Christmas and we have our Christmas dinner, we exchange gifts, <coughs> those life issues don't go away. Those health issues don't go away. And so I ask us the question this morning, when Christmas is over, what do we do with our Herods? Because when Christmas is over, Herod's going to show up. And that's what happens in the life of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. When we come off the Christmas high, how do we deal with our lows? Because after every Christmas high on December 25th, you know what comes after every December 25th? December 26th and 27th and 28th. Can I tell you that 
sooner or later Christmas is going to be over. But when Christmas is over, God still speaks. When Christmas is over, God still speaks. God wasn't finished with Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when the stargazers left. And by the way, that's a mistake sometimes we make in our Christmas plays. We try to put all of Christmas together in one story. The manger scene with the shepherd and the wise men were in two different locations at two different times. Jesus was probably close to a year old or so uh, when the wise men came. Uh, the reason we know that is Herod killed all the babies two years and under. He calculated what the wise men had told him about the age of the king. So Jesus was between one and two years old when the wise men came. But the lesson that I want us to see is this. Just because Christmas is over doesn't mean that God's finished speaking. We've heard a lot and we've seen a lot at Christmas time. A lot of folks have talked about Jesus and the baby and the manger and being born in Bethlehem. It's God spoken a lot during this month. Can I remind you that just because Christmas is over, God still speaks? Just because Christmas is over, God still has plans? Just because Christmas is over, God still has something to say. The question is, are we listening? For whatever reason, we tend to open our hearts and our ears and our feelings during the month of December. But when January comes along, we're all back to being Scrooges again. God's still speaking. God had something to say. God came to Joseph and said, Joseph, there's something going on. Joseph, I'm still speaking. And I wonder what Joseph's thinking in his mind. Oh, brother, last time I got a dream like this, I had a whammy delivered to me. I found out I was going to be the father of the Son of God. The earthly father. I wonder what this dream's going to bring. God still speaks. And can I tell you this? When God speaks, he makes himself clear. The problem in communication with God is never God. God makes himself clear. Our problem is we don't listen. Marie accuses me of having selective hearing. And there's probably some truth to that. You want to find out if your husband's listening to you? Husbands, I'm sorry, I've got to give us away here. If you don't think your husband's listening to you, ask him, did you hear me? Yes, I heard you. What did I say? You'll find out if he listened or not, if he heard or not. So, husbands, I'm telling you, your wife may do this to you today. Listen today. And you know what else I've learned? I've learned that usually when Marie speaks, if the wires get crossed up, it's usually on my end because I don't hear very well. She was pretty clear. When we don't get God's will, the problem is not with God, the problem is with us. Did you notice anything that God told Joseph that was difficult to understand? Joseph, go to Egypt. Herod's going to want to kill this boy. 
That's pretty easy to understand. Thankfully, Joseph listened. When Christmas is over, God still speaks. When Christmas is over, God gets us moving. God had somewhere for Joseph and Mary and Jesus to be. That was Egypt. He didn't just let them sit there in Bethlehem. When Christmas is over, God gets us moving. God wants to get us moving as well. After Christmas is a good time to get moving. Did you know that the average person, I've got bad news here. The average person gains seven pounds over the holidays. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the average person gains seven pounds. And also, during the first of the year, gyms in our neighborhood are going to have the highest membership ratings of the year. For about the first month after Christmas, people make all these resolutions. I'm going to lose weight. Because it dawns on them that springtime's coming, they've got to put their short sleeve shirts back on, so they've got to lose their weight. So we make a resolution, we're going to lose all our weights. People hit the gym, they walk, they lift weights, they run, they do whatever it is they do to get in better shape for about a month. And then we go back to eating again. I read about this guy that he was going to open up a business and name it Resolutions. During the month of January, it's going to be a gym. From February to December, it's going to be a restaurant. And that's not the way we are. Well, God wants to get us moving. We want to get moving physically. Can I tell you, right after Christmas is a good time to get moving spiritually as well. Let's make some resolutions. Let's, make some, let's resolve to draw closer to God in 2022 than we were in 2021. One of the ways we can do that is to read the Bible more. On the back table back there, I have a daily Bible reading plan that, that Marie and I are going to use, and I invite you to read along with us. And you can use that plan. You can use your own plan. But whatever it is, let's get the Word. Let's get moving. Let's get reading God's Word in 2022. Let's get busy praying in 2022. And I don't just mean that now I'll lay me down to sleep prayers. Those are good. But let's really get to communicating with God. Let's, busy, let's get busy doing ministry in the church. We have a job to do here at Old New Hope. We saw on TV this morning about missionaries in Africa, missionaries in Southeast Asia, Central Asia. But did y'all know there are just as many lost people in Fairview as there are there? A statistic that has remained very constant over the last 50 years. No matter what the neighborhood is, about 85% of the people in any given neighborhood are unchurched. Uh, now, I do understand there are people groups that have never heard the gospel, and I understand that. The point I'm trying to get us to see is we have a mission field right here in Fairview. And while we think about the International Mission Board, and we should, there are lost people right here. How many lost folks do you know? How many of your acquaintances are non-Christians? You say, where do I start? That's where you want to start. How many of our families are non-Christians? We all know lost people. 
And God wants to get us moving. And we, we, we've enjoyed celebrating. We've enjoyed our Christmas meal. We've enjoyed giving and receiving gifts. It's time now to get busy in God's business. What better time than right now? What better time than to join the church? What better time to get baptized? What better time to come to the Lord for the first time? When Christmas is over, and sooner or later Christmas is going to be over, God still speaks. When Christmas is over, God gets us moving. Are you ready to get moving? It's time for action. What are you doing to get closer to God in 2022? And I want to make this comment. And I hope you still love me when the comment's over because it's true whether you still love me or not. If you were going to get closer to the Lord in 2022 than you were in 2021, you will not accomplish that goal accidentally. You're going to have to do it intentionally. You're going to have to make time to read Scripture. You're going to have to make time to pray. You're going to have to make time to tell others about Jesus. You're going to have to make time to go visit folks. It's got to be intentional. Maria and I have been talking over the last month. Seems like all we do is eat. That's the holidays. Somebody said, what did you do yesterday? Here's what I did. I woke up and I ate breakfast. And then we opened a couple of gifts and watched a little TV. Guess what we did while we watched TV? We ate. Then we went for a walk. Walked almost three miles. We did pretty good. Either one of us, our legs didn't fall off. And we said, you know, we need to do this more often. We'd feel better. But then we got home, and lo and behold, you know what we did again? We ate. <laughs> and then we went and got picked up Riley, and we, guess what we did in the car? Ate. Y'all pretty much see how this picture's going, right? We got home, watched a movie last night, and we ate. Then we went to bed. The only thing yesterday that we did intentionally was go for a walk. Especially while we were watching TV, we weren't even thinking about eating. We were just absentmindedly snacking. on. y'all ever do that? Just absentmindedly snack? I wasn't hungry. I got full at breakfast. Marie made this thing called breakfast pizza. I am all for it. You lay out pizza dough and you make some white gravy, white sausage gravy, and then you take sausage hunks and you fry it up and put that on top. And then you get some hash browns and you throw it in there. And then you put cheese on top and then you put it in the oven. I'm telling you, you'll eat that and you'll hurt yourself trying to eat it. 
I don't have to be talked into that, but I do have to, and I just thought about this yesterday with Marie. If we're going to walk and we're going to get in shape, we've got to intentionally make time in our schedule to walk. Right? If we don't plan for it, it won't happen. And that's a whole other sermon. But when Christmas is over, let's get moving. Let's get active. Let's get going. We've got a lot that we need to do. Finally, when Christmas is over, God still speaks. When Christmas is over, God gets us moving. When Christmas is over, God will still accomplish his purposes. Sometimes in Jesus' life, and sometimes in our life, and sometimes in the life of our church, there is what I call eyes wide open opposition. The focus of the last month has been Jesus, right? Can I tell you the devil's not going to sit still for that? The devil doesn't want people's attention on Jesus. The devil doesn't want your attention on Jesus because you know what's going to happen? You get to thinking about Jesus and you get to pondering Jesus and you get Jesus in your heart all of a sudden you're going to get closer to God and you're going to get on fire for God and the last thing Satan wants is a church full of folks on fire for God. Amen? Amen. So when Christmas is over in our text today, the wise men are gone, the shepherds are gone, the worship's gone, the angels are gone, the stars are gone. Herod shows up. Herod's main purpose was to defeat Jesus because he was jealous. Herod was, secular history tells us that Herod was uh, paranoia. He had paranoia. He killed a lot of his own children because he was afraid they were going to try to overthrow his kingdom. He was certainly afraid of this king of the Jews that this wise man told him about. So his mission in life was to kill Jesus. But can I remind you this morning that Herod was simply a tool of Satan? It's been Satan's mission from the creation of the world to destroy Jesus. He tried to do it with the fruit. Tried to separate man from God. God made a way. Now he's trying, he knows if this son of God is crucified and dies as a substitutionary atonement, that his goose is cooked. So Satan says, Herod, go kill Jesus. That didn't work. Satan tried again at Calvary and Gethsemane. It didn't work. Can I tell you that no matter what Satan throws at us, and let me warn you right ahead, that if we get on fire for the Lord, and when we get on fire for the Lord, Satan's going to come after us with everything he's got. If you decide you're going to rededicate your life to the Lord and get busy about being with the Lord and, and being closer to the Lord in 2022, 
can I warn you that Satan is going to come after you to try to stop you. See, I've got a problem. I'd like to be in shape. I'd like to lose about 30 pounds. And when I resolve to do that, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk every day. And I do pretty well for two, three, four days. But you know what happens? I'll go to Shoney's to eat. And you look at that menu when it comes. And the first thing you see is that big old piece of hot fudge cake. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And my resolve goes down the tubes. It works the same way spiritually. Satan's going to try to come after you. You see, when Christmas is over, and sooner or later Christmas is over, Christmas is over, y'all. God's still speaking. The question is, will we get in his word and listen? When Christmas is over, God wants to get us moving. He sent Joseph and Mary and Jesus to Egypt. And oh, by the way, Herod didn't send them to Egypt. Old Testament prophecy said that the Messiah would come from Egypt. God sends Herod, or sends G, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus to Egypt to escape Herod. But oh, by the way, prophecies fulfilled. It's God's will. Herod dies. Joseph, it's safe to come back. But he gets a warning. Don't go to Judea. Don't go to the southern part of Israel. Because Herod's son, Archelaus, is on the throne. And he'll pick up where his father left off. Therefore, Joseph went to Nazareth. Now, it looks like that Archelaus destroyed, sent Joseph and Mary and Jesus to Nazareth. But you know what? Old Testament scripture said the Messiah was going to be a Nazarene, from Nazareth. It looked like Satan is dictating the life of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. But you know what? It was God's plan all along. And can I tell you this? Whatever Satan throws at you, and whatever Satan throws at me during this coming year, no matter how hard it may be, God is still working out his purposes in our life. We're going through what we are going through because there's an opportunity either to make us more like Jesus, or there's an opportunity for us to give praise and glory to God. So as we wrap this up this morning, God's purposes are about him, not about our, about our convenience. Sometimes we'll be called to do things that aren't convenient. You ever have a catastrophe happen when it was convenient? Has your electricity at home ever gone out when it was convenient? Did you ever get a water leak water heater spring a leak when it was convenient? Did your kids or your grandkids ever call you? Need you to come pick them up because their cars broke down or they're out of gas when it's convenient? Has your wife given you a honeydew list when it's convenient? 
Did you know if God is on the throne of your life and my life, he's got the right to inconvenience us? Amen. It wasn't convenient for Joseph and Mary and Jesus to go to Egypt. I'm not sure what Joseph's plans were for his life, but learning Egyptian probably wasn't at the top of that list. But God said go, and that's where he went. It probably wasn't convenient for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus to go to Nazareth. Joseph was from the Bethlehem area. That's how he ended up there to start with. That's where, when they did the census. So I'm sure his family lived around that area. It probably wasn't convenient to go to Nazareth. God's purposes are about his plan, not ours. Secondly, the worst thing that evil sends our way end up accomplishing God's will. No matter what happens, God is still in charge. There's nothing that happens to me. There's nothing that happens to you. There's nothing that happens to this church that God is not aware of. God knows it. And number three, I am a Star Trek fan. And I especially like Jean-Luc Picard, Captain Picard, the Star Trek Next Generation. And borrowing a phrase from his, to the forces of evil, can I tell you this morning that resistance is futile? I've read the end of this story, and I've learned three things. Number one, God wins. Number two, Satan loses. And number three, it's not particularly close. Who side are you on this morning? What's God doing in your life? God is not, while we look at our Christmas gifts and while we look at our Christmas dinner and we enjoy that and we enjoy each other's company, we enjoy each other's presence and, and we enjoy being with each other. Y'all, when Christmas is over, God's just getting started. There's work to do. What's God leading you to do? In 2022. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for revealing this little portion of the life of Jesus this morning. And as we spend time recovering from Christmas and all the, the hustle and bustle, I pray that we would learn to tune out the noise. I pray we would learn to listen for you to speak. And I pray that we would get moving in accomplishing your will for our lives. And finally, I pray that we would understand that no matter what's going on in our life, in our community, in our world, you are in charge of all things and you are bringing it together in a way that you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen.